All right, 707 is the first pitch at the Rogers Center tonight. The roof's open, too. The roof is open, baby. Yeah, I don't think the players like that. Oh, Especially God. not for the Blue Jays. Oh. I've talked to like four or five guys. They don't like that. Say the ball don't carry as well. Seems to carry okay for the other team. I'm just telling you what they said. I'm, I'm relaying the message. Kill the messenger. I'm just telling you. I'd like you to push the other button. <laughs> Close it. We shall see. Uh, one of the things when this season's done, they're, I, I've got to think that because this organization does everything in a, uh, in a complicated fashion, I'm sure that great minds are working out just what the new, uh, what the new, what, what the modifications to the Rogers Center may have done to home runs, if anything. I mean, I, you know, and we know that they're refurbishing the 100 level next year as well. That'd be interesting to find out. I don't know. Like I said, I just, uh, hmm. it's uh, it, one of the many things that we never thought we'd be talking about in 2023 with the Blue Jays. I think we've seen the Nationals come why in Why they can't hit home runs. Cleveland come home. in here and they've hit homers. Yeah, I know. They're bad hitting homer team. Uh, yes, they are. Uh, 707 is the first pitch tonight. Game three of this four-game series. You say Kikuchi against Jordan Montgomery. As uh, we are on the air right now, the Seattle Mariners are leading the LA Angels 3-2 in the top of the seventh inning. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez with his 88th RBI. I don't know why you say that. Same reason. Why are you I, saying same that reason, out loud? Same reason I mentioned that Josh Donaldson is, has as many home runs yeah. this month as Vladdy does after last night's game. Let's bring in Tim Kirkjian of ESPN. Oh. Joins us on Blair and Barker. Hello, Tim. Oh. How are you, Jeff? How are you, Kevin? You guys okay? We're wonderful. Oh, we're, we're wonderful. We're wonderful. We're we're discussing why this team can't hit home runs at home. I mean, it's one of many. There's like 15 things we never thought we'd be talking about this year. We've talked about them all in the last two days. So, you know, welcome to uh, welcome to 2023. Uh, breaking news uh, today from out of Toronto, actually, about Max Scherzer, uh, done for the regular season, and according to Chris Young, likely done for the postseason as well. Um, as a result of a uh, of a, a a muscle injury in his shoulder, and of course we saw him we saw it when it happened last night here at the Rogers Center. Uh, obviously, you know Texas, it's it makes it tougher for Texas to to make the postseason. Um, Tim, I got to ask you, the teams right now. I, I'm I, I'm going to assume that one of Houston, Seattle, and and Texas, one of those teams isn't going to make the playoffs, just for argument's sake. Um, we can throw Toronto in, in that mix as well, I guess. Uh, who, which team is under the most pressure here if they don't make the playoffs of those teams? Uh, well, Houston's going to make the playoffs. Right. And they're under the most pressure to make the playoffs because they won the World Series last year. The Rangers are under some pressure because of the start they had and the the fall, the slide that they have hit here. The Mariners are under some pressure because they made the playoffs last year for the first time since 2001. They got everyone excited. They let everyone down. Then they got smoking hot, and it would be a great disappointment if they didn't make the playoffs this year. So several teams, including the Blue Jays, are all under pressure to make the playoffs because of expectations and everything else. Um, so that's why this final three weeks, uh, less than three weeks is going to be fantastic. 
Tim, if the Jays don't make the playoffs, and they are in a playoff spot right now, but if if they don't make the playoffs, um, you know, look, this is the, what, I guess the third or fourth year of the Vladdy slash Bo window. Um, third and a bit year of the Vladdy slash Bo window. How much of a disappointment would that be viewed in the industry, you know, and, and, and around baseball if, if the Jays weren't to make the playoffs? I mean, I, I'm not certain it would be New York Mets level uh, disappointment, but it would count as a disappointment, would it not? Yes, but Jeff, as you know, this has been the year of the disappointment. The, the, if they don't make the playoffs, it's not as big a story as the Padres, mm. the Cardinals, the Mets, the Yankees not making the playoffs, and none of those teams making the playoffs. So this would be like, you know, like the fifth biggest disappointment. And we're not even mentioning the White Sox, who have been atrocious when people thought they might be rebounding this year. So that's what this season has been for me, that the teams that weren't supposed to be very good have been, and the teams that were supposed to be good haven't been speaking directly to how great baseball is. It's unpredictability, but yes, the blue Jays, I had several people in our, in my our industry who picked them to win the world series. And if they don't make the playoffs, sure. That's a disappointment. No way around it, but there are much bigger disappointments than, you know, the blue Jays being 80 and 65 Hmm. when these other teams are under 500. Tim, why do I not want to buy into the Orioles? Um, Kevin, I think you're making a mistake. Yeah. I think they're different. Thank you. I, I know. I think yeah. I understand exactly what you're saying, but I've spent, obviously I've spent some time around them this year. And last year, Brandon Hyde, the manager just told me that we got sick and tired of losing. And so that's the end of that. And they started to win and they brought up Adley Rutschman and they really started to win. And the reason you you don't believe in him is their starting pitching does not overwhelm you and it won't overwhelm you uh, during the postseason either, but they find ways to win young, hungry, athletic team, and they just don't give a damn anymore. And I really, really like that about them. They got pushed around and beaten up so badly. They just said, all right, that's enough. We're coming after you now. And they really have for well over, well, at least a year and a half now. Yeah, they. I mean, I, listen. I've been Kevin and I have been kind of going back and forth in this uh, on this, and and he, yeah, I mean, I I love watching that team play. Um, I've talked a lot about Gunnar Henderson. Obviously, I'm not the only one, but I think we're going to be having Gunnar Henderson and MVP discussions for a long time. I guess my question is, and you you know that 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 market a little bit. Do you think that they'll do what they have to do in the off season? Um, to you know, to to maybe prime the pump a bit here, and I'm thinking in particular of maybe going out and upgrading their starting pitching somehow. Well, there's not many starting pitching upgrades, but yes, I think they have to do something, and I am not sure they're going to do something. Remember, ownership came out and said, you know, it, it costs a lot of money to run a team, and we're going to have to raise ticket prices and all that. This was all said in the middle of a pennant race while the while the Orioles were red hot. So do I think they'll be big spenders and free agents in the offseason? No, I don't. Do I think they're going to recognize that they need another starting pitcher, Blake Snell, somebody like that? I think they're going to say, of course we do. And I think they'll make an effort to do it, but with other teams that need 
starting pitching and have more money to spend, my guess is the Orioles will go into next year without a significant free agent upgrade over the winter. How big a hire was David Stearns for the Mets, and what do you think is the next the next move? You know, obviously a lot of people are putting two and two together and having it equal Craig Council. I, I'm wondering what you think. Um, what you think the next move for the Mets would be? Yeah, David Stearns is really, really smart, and he's a great executive, and he's a Mets fan, and he's worked for Major League Baseball, and he he did a tremendous job with the Brewers. The Brewers made the playoffs like more times under him, his leadership, than they had, I believe, in the rest of their franchise history combined. That's how good he has been, and I think he'll be great for the Mets. The question is, He's never hired a manager before. I mean, Craig Council was there when he got there. Mm-hmm. And I think – I don't think Craig Council is going to go to the Mets. I think he's either going to stay where he is – well, I think he's going to stay where he is because he's a really good manager. And he would be great for the Mets. The problem is he's a Wisconsin guy. He's a homebody in every way. He wants to bring a World Series to Wisconsin. And I don't see him leaving – and I think Buckshaw Walter should be back next year. And my guess is, and we're all guessing right now, is that David Stearns comes in, recognizes what went wrong this year, and recognizes it was not the manager's fault. Tim, why do I think that the only team that can beat Atlanta is Atlanta? Um, that's a really good question, Kevin. I think they're that good. They're, you know, they have 15 shutouts this year, Oof. and they're leading the major leagues in runs scored, and they're going to break the home run record this year. That is a dangerous combination for any team out there that they know the Met, that the Braves have power pitching now if everybody's healthy, and they're going to go into a three-game, you know, a five-game series with Freed and Strider and Morton, who's thrown really, really well. That is a very difficult team, and with what the Dodgers are now going through with Julio Urias gone for the season and maybe forever from the Dodgers. Uh, I think they have starting pitching issues. I would have given them a fighter's chance against the Braves. I always give the Phillies a fighter's chance because of the way that they play. I love the way that team plays. But I think the bottom line is the the uh, Braves are going to go into the postseason as clear favorite to win the World Series. That doesn't mean it's going to happen but I think they're going to be the clear favorite. Tim, is there a world, do you think, where the Angels start the year without both Trout and Otani next season? Um, I'm going to say no. I think they're going to recognize that even if Otani leaves, they still have to have somebody that the people are going to come watch. And Mike Trout is by no means done as a great player. He just has to stay a whole lot healthier. So I I know the rumors are out there. I know, you know, maybe they'll look into doing something with Mike Trout, but I just don't see it happening. And I'm not even certain that Otani's leaving either. I mean, I would guess that he is going to sign somewhere else, but let's face it, the Angels have given him everything that he has wanted to become the most remarkable player we've ever seen. And if they're going to, continue to give that to him even just as a hitter next year moving on um i think he there's still an outside chance 
that he signs with the Angels. So maybe they'll both be back. That's why this will be another fascinating offseason in baseball. Damn, you've been around a lot of managers. Uh, Kevin Cash, uh, where does he rank with best managers? Now, I'm I'm in the camp because I've been in a locker room with a bunch of managers, and I'm I'm on that fence of saying that, you know, a lot of that is how good your players are is how good your manager is. But I – I don't even know how they do it. Like, I, I mean, there's not words anymore to describe how they get through it and be as good as they are with as many pitchers as they lose. Like, it's just, it's amazing. Like, I, I just don't understand it. And it has to start with the guy leading that every single day. How good is Kevin Cash? And, and where do you think we should rank him? I know I don't like playing this game, but when he does the things he does, I, he'd have to be at the top, right, in baseball? Well, he's right near the top if he's not at the top. Now, look, I'm an old man, okay? Dusty Baker's still really good at this. Yeah. So is Tito Francona. So is Bruce Bochy. And I really value experience in the manager's office, and I am way in the minority on that in the major leagues today. But here's what Kevin – first off, he's the disciple of Terry Francona. Tito taught him how to do this. He's mm-hmm. also – self-deprecating he's hilarious he is a tremendous communicator and he looks right in those guys eyes and he tells the truth and no one has any questions about where we're going here because kevin cash is going to tell you in advance he is great at this and i think the fact that he was he was a player who wasn't particularly good. Mm-hmm. I think that makes him a better manager. I'm sure I told you this, but when the Yankee Stadium opened, the new Yankee Stadium, I was trying to get into the stadium with Kevin Cash. <laughs> it's, it's opening day. They wouldn't let me in because they had no idea who I was, and they wouldn't let Kevin Cash in. And he kept having to say, I'm a player. That's awesome. <laughs> and they said, no, no, you're not. He goes, yes, I actually am a major league player. And when he tell, I was standing right next to him. But when he tells that story, That's you know, tremendous. 10 years, 15 years later, he revels in it. Instead of being insulted, he thought it was really funny because it was. Uh, last question before we let you run. Ronald Acuna uh Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt Jr. We could we could see 30 30 uh 30 30 years from them. Well, we are with uh with with two of them. Um you know, there's some other players kind of on the fringes, Kyle Tucker, Trey Turner. Is this going to be a thing that's going to come back into the game as a result of the rules changes? Are are we going to see more guys do you think next year uh with 30 30 seasons? Because you know we're we're yeah. we're sort of the same vintage, and that's that's the baseball I love. Uh, thirty thirty to me is a spectacular season. Forty forty is even better. But do you think we're going to see that more and more? I think we are, Jeff. I think we are seeing how much easier it is to steal a base. I think we're seeing that it's a better game when there are more people in motion. And I love that we are seeing more athleticism from our players. That's why they changed the rules. Mm -hmm. So we could see these remarkable athletes who are bigger, stronger, faster than ever, and maybe better than ever, actually show it to us other than a 500-foot home run. We're getting to see guys run the bases again. So, yes, there's no reason that we won't have this many guys next year unless a team says – hey, we don't want you running the bases and getting hurt. Uh, No steals for you this year. But I can't see that happening because this is 
an easier way to, to move up 90 feet than it used to be. So why not take advantage of it? You know, I spoke to somebody in the player development department of the Blue Jays, and we were talking about this in the minors. And, and the, the, the point he was making is he, he said he thinks we are, it's even going to become more important in the minors now, that we're going to see more talk about that, and there'll be more of an emphasis on, on, on base two. And he said, hell, you may even go back. He made the point, you know, we may see base running instructors again. Ooh. You know, we may see well, base running instructors again in the game. Well, I wrote a 7,000-word story three years ago that the base running is the worst that I've ever seen in all my years that I've covered baseball. It is terrible, mm-hmm. and there is no excuse for it. So my fervent hope is that with more guys in motion here, we're going to start to teach these guys how to run the bases. Because yep. if you are bigger, stronger, faster, and better than ever, you should be running the bases better than ever. But we haven't taught that very well over the last 20 years. And now, hopefully, we'll start to do that because that's still a, a part of the game that needs great improvement. Tim, good stuff as always, my friend. Always great to touch that's base awesome. with you. Thanks, man. Yeah, be you're well. The you're the best. Thank okay. you. All right, guys. See you. Take care. It's Tim Kirchin of ESPN. I love talking baseball. Me too. Tim Kirchin. Tim Kirchin, when he he talks, just be quiet and listen. He was he was on the beat. It was like dudes like him and Jason Stark. Every day was better when you ran into those guys at at the World Series or 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 postseason. I I I find it hard to believe (laughs) how bad base running is. I I I, you've heard me say this a bazillion times. Do you think though? But do do you? do you th- look, I'm looking at this, uh, and this is on Fangrass. I found this interesting. Okay, Ronald Acuna Jr., mm-hmm. um, 36 and 65 steals. Julio Rodriguez, 30 homers, 36 steals. Projects to 33 think and 39. think it's a big deal? Yeah, I think it is because I think... Bases are closer. Oh, no, but I, no, I think it's... But I think because of that, it's going to become more of a weapon. It, it, it puzzles oh, it's a me. weapon. It, it puzzles me why this team... Who would run? They're, no, they're, I was going to say, their base running numbers, I mean, they've gotten slower over the years. Bo's base running numbers, his speed numbers, they're not as good as they were. I, that bothers me because I think you're going to see more and more teams do that. I think you're going to see more and more teams utilize the game. I mean, Kevin, there's the, there is there yeah. possibly right now, possibly, mm-hmm. Acuna, Rodriguez, Witt, Tucker's got an outside chance at it. Kyle Tucker, MVP. Trey Turner, Francisco Lindor. These are guys that have an outside an outside shot at it. Fernando Tatis Jr., Corbin Carroll. These guys have an outside shot at it. Yeah, I think it's the, the first thing is. Kyle Tucker's good. Yeah, he's real good. Oh. It, it's, it's, it's hard to stay on the field. It's hard on your body. Like sliding all over the place. You know, it's, it's, it's cool to, fair. to slide head first now, you know. Whenever I played, it was rare you even saw a person do that, right? It was more, oh, yeah. you're, you're going feet first. It's, it's, you know, the elite guys would slide head first. because Rose could maneuver, always used to slide head first. You, Tim Raines yeah, always could, used to slide head first. You could maneuver around the bag and you could do things. Big dudes, it's feet first. Now you're seeing sort of everybody trying to do that, and it's hard to stay on the field. I, I just don't know how I'm supposed to think about that. The bags are closer. Like, am, yeah. I, am I supposed to go? Ooh, look! You got you got sixty five stolen bases. Would you even be trying to steal that much if mm-hmm. the bases were normal? I don't know. If you mm-hmm. could, if I, if that pitcher could throw over six times, would you even try? I don't. 
Uh, we're giving you the chance to win Blue Jays tickets. We've been giving you the chance to win Blue Jays. Don't let it beat you. Yeah. Man. <laughs> We've been giving you the chance to win Blue Jays tickets all season long here in Blair and Barker, whether oh, yeah. you listen on the ra- radio or on our podcast. All you have to do is text the correct answer to our daily baseball <laughs> trivia question to 595.90. Bafo, sit down. 595.90. Our last trivia question and answer was... This slugger was a two-time AL MVP and two-time AL home run leader in the 90s with Texas. Name him. The answer was Juan Gonzalez. Why can't you all be more like Holland? Look at Holland. Working hard. Diligent. He's not laughing. Oh, he laughed at you. Yeah, and he's just not didn't laughing. See him. You just didn't see him. You, you two guys, it's like you know, jester's hats Well, the on. difference is I'm not going to hide it. I'll do it right in front of you. Today's question is to win Texas to see the Jays and Rangers down at the Rogers Center tomorrow. This is a good one. I played winter ball with one, by the way. It's facts. We all remember Sam Dyson on the mound for Jose Bautista's bat flip in 2015. But who was pitching for Texas when Josh Donaldson slid home in extra innings to give the Blue Jays a series sweep in the 2016 ALDS? Nobody likes this guy. We all remember Sam Dyson on the mound for Jose Bautista's bat flip in 2015. But who was pitching for Texas when Josh Donaldson slid home in extra innings to give the Blue Jays a series sweep in the 2016 ALDS? Text the answer to 595-90 for your shot. The Wincy rules at sportsnet.ca. I was thinking of Sam. I don't know who this is. I'd have to think about this. um, I would have said him, but it's not him. It's It's him. I would not have gotten that. Yeah, I don't think anybody likes him either. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but I would not have gotten that one. No, no. <laughs> I would have never got that. Why? Why? Maybe I wasn't thinking about it. I, you I, know what it was? I think J.D. had a really good slide at home. I was, I was paying more attention to his slide. Did I mention the J.D. homered yesterday, by care. the way? I mean, is okay. that, you think that'll only be the, you think that'll be the last homer he hits in the big leagues? No. No. He's going to hit. Two more home runs in September, and he's wow. going to hit a home run in the postseason. You know he's ancient. I know. All right. I just it it just I find it amusing that he's going to be in the playoffs. Well, no, he won't be because he's not on the roster, right? He won't be. No, in the he play. can be. He, can he be in the roster? Yeah, I think that as long as you're. I don't know. I've I got I've I got a complete and total brain cramp on that one. He's still going to hit a couple of home runs this mm. month. You have more faith in that than I do. Uh, before we break, Hyunjin Ryu. We talked about him last night. Somebody's going to give Hyunjin Ryu a... How about the Orioles? Contract. You know what? I move, was about move, to the, say- move the fences back in left field. It's perfect there. It's that slow breaking ball. He's going to give you five at least all the time. Give him a... Give him gonna, a yeah, it's cost you a ton of money. Give him a year contract. He's and maybe, reliable, maybe probably. Vesting. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that last night watching, his game. watching him pitch. He's careful with the two-seamer now, which that's hard on the old elbow and the arm, right? Yeah. You don't want to eliminate that thing. Now, that cutter, <laughs> that's a BP hater if it ain't located well, real good. But, but I mean, uh, that's... Look, that slow breaking ball is playing. <laughs> and, and, and Baltimore, with that porch move back, I, I mean, of, it makes a ton of sense. When I was listening to Tim talk, the first name that popped in my head was Ryu. Yeah. The veteran guy. He's going to, you know, he's it's predictable a, it's a when thin he's healthy. market for starting pitchers. He's not going to cost client. you a ton of money. No. I, I mean, I, he, he's I going to a contender. Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting. all over the place. I mean, I think it's an interesting. I'll be dominate the Blue Jays. An, inter- <laughs> an interesting pickup for a team. Yeah, he'll come back here and no hit the Blue Jays through eight innings. <laughs> you know that's going to happen. Oh, absolutely. Bill Ripken. <laughs> 
of the MLB Network joins us next. I'm just going to stand back and let you and Bill talk about hitting. Ooh. So I'm going to take the break, and when you next hear me, I'll probably just set up the segment and then say goodnight to you guys, and I'll leave the room and let Barker and Bill talk. Bill Ripken's next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan, the Sportsnet Radio Network, and Sportsnet. Covering the Blue Jays from an analytical perspective. Jays Talk Plus with Blake Murphy. Be sure to subscribe and download Jays Talk on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. see that they're tidying up the uh, infield dirt at the Rogers Center. They do a great job. Closed circuit camera. Yeah, shout out to the uh, Jays grounds crew dudes. They're wonderful. They are. uh, Great dudes. They're great dudes. They know a ton about baseball. They listen to the show. They know more secrets about that team than anybody on the planet. It's great. Love them dudes. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, And uh, yeah, as we said, the uh, 707 will be the first pitch tonight. I still get a kick out of watching them, like, put the lines down. It's pretty. I don't know why. It's pretty. I don't know why I the do, but I do. The pretty. I don't know if it's pretty. It is pretty. It, like, that's, it smells, like, the smell of the, it's awesome. It's artificial turf. There ain't no smell to it. the dirt. <clears throat> it's off gas. Don't be that way. Anyhow. <clears throat> uh, 707 is the first pitch. You say Kikuchi against Jordan Montgomery. Go wrong. Uh, do we need to mention the Jays lineup again? I wouldn't. Okay. Uh, we won't mention the Jays lineup again. Let them look All it up. All you need to know is that you say Kikuchi pitching. Vladdy's hitting third. That's Vladdy's all you hitting need third. To know. That's all you need to know. He's not been benched. Uh, if you missed the news a little earlier, oh, uh, Max Scherzer, his season is That's done awful. with a strained terrace major. That's the muscle that connects the scapula to the humerus. Wow. There's nothing. Did you read that? Yeah. There's nothing humorous Why? about the situation. Wow. Is it humorous or humorous? <clears throat> but anyhow, he is. So he is. Uh, education. Huh? Baby. What? That's a good education. I know. You paid for. <laughs> did you write? Did you read that? I did. Right-hander Max Scherzer is expected oh, to okay. miss the remainder of the regular season with a strained terrace major. Which sounds like a, a constellation to sounds me. Sounds serious. Like a star constellation. Terrace major. That's Anyhow, a terrace major. It's never good when you strain something major. Nope. Uh, and it's a muscle that connects the scapula to the humerus. <clears throat> Scherzer is, Texas GM Chris Young told reporters, quote, unlikely to pitch in the playoffs. That's from Jeff Pass. Ruin their chances of having a chance of winning a World Series. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. with you. I, I I I don't think they had a chance anyway. No, they really don't have a chance now. No, that's um. You know what the um. Kirkchen talking about was Kirkchen or was Dan talking about the Jays as being as being the team nobody'd want to face in the postseason? Showman, showman. I wouldn't mind facing the Jays. I, I've heard that from more than one person. Okay, I maybe I'm not sure they're watching the same team I'm watching, but I, it, it is the pitching, obviously. Absolutely, the, the pitching would do it. You've uh, yeah, and the and the couple of guys, the adding and subtracting, and the location, and the, ooh, that's not know, good the stuff for the first guys. 
just watching MLB Network, Sandy Alcantara, the Marlins, yeah, strained UCL. I mean, they throw a bazillion. Like, I, your body just can't take it. Like, I, you really. Like when you throw as hard as them dudes, how do you take it? Your body just consistently can't. Sooner or later. Man, <laughs> it's been... Uh, it's been a bad year for the good named pitchers. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a tough it's been a tough couple of it uh, has been couple of couple of weeks. It ha- it has been a tough year. I mean, yeah, the Marlins are uh, <clears throat> in the uh, kind of in the fringes of the wild card pitch. I I would be lying if I said I looked at the National League wild card. Are they in the fringes of the wild card hunt, or are they close to it? I'm not sure everybody pays attention to the Marlins. I like the Marlins. I do. T- I, I, I didn't say I didn't like yeah, them. Yeah, they're game and a half out. But that's, not sure uh, I pay attention to them news. all the time. Uh, Bill Ripken of the MLB Network joins us. Hello, Bill. How are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing well. I've got an easy question for you. <laughs> Fix Vladdy Jr. in five minutes or less. <laughs> what was that question? <laughs> Fix Vladdy Jr. for me in five minutes or less. Um, look, I think when you're looking at someone like Vlad and what he's been able to do at such a young age, I think it's unfair of us, but it's also fair of us because we expect greatness all the time. And it's just one of those things. It's, it's, we got to let it go. We got to see what happens. Because I think we all agree that down the road, next year, the year after that, he's going to put up some numbers that we're used to seeing or we expect to see out of him. So it's just one of those things that you kind of got to let it ride out. Okay, I'm wondering, when does a good season start for Vladdy? Would it be 30 and 100? Is it 35 and 110? Is it 40 and you get my point. He's got 21 and 84. He's got 144 hits. He's hitting 263. That's not awful. Like I, I, I get what everybody's saying. And, and, you know, people, some people are saying sit in for, for a day. I, I just, I'm with you. Like sometimes I think it's just not realistic, right? The way the pitching is, the way the protection is consistently behind him, which is non-existent. I mean, it's just not, they just don't have a cleanup hitter. There's no other way to say it. Like, it's just not there. I just don't know when the good season numbers-wise starts. Yeah, and, and look, I think you have a fair point with that because, I mean, think about what you said. Where does a good season start, 30 and 100? And you're going, damn. I mean, how many All-Stars sign up for 30 and 100? Um, So that's what he's done to us. He's put us in this situation where we expect maybe bigger and better. Um, The protection thing is also an interesting thing to me because, you know, in in today's game, they, 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 they tinker with the lineups. We want to put the guy in the second spot that's our best hitter and everything else. But when you're Vladdy, or you're anybody else for that matter that's established themselves as being an unbelievable threat, doesn't matter where you put them in the lineup. And sometimes it doesn't even matter who's behind you. It matters who's in front of you. Mm-hmm. Because if you constantly have guys on base, you can't pitch around them. Um, unless it's the proverbial open base and a layup early in the innings where you might want to pick your poison. But, yes, if you don't have anybody directly behind you, that's going to pick up any slack, you're in a little bit of trouble. 
But just that conversation where it started, you know, where's a good season? 30 and 100? Um, that's a pretty good start. But I'm sitting here from the outside looking in, and I think about Vladdy, and I go, okay, 35-110 is probably my starting point, mm. what I expect out of this dude. You know, you made an interesting point right right off the top when I asked you that question. It, it's something Kevin and I have tossed around, and maybe I, I feel kind of guilty in that I don't – maybe I should mention it more often. Bill, is it possible that this is just one of – quote, unquote, one of those years, you know, for Vladdy? Like, guys have them. Guys have years where it's it, it's okay. It's not the greatest year, but, you know, you just go home in the off season and – reset and maybe tinker with a few things and come back and try to be better. I do think in the sports world we have, it's just not his year. Um, and when you throw out the fact that he's hitting 260 and the 2780, yeah, not terrible. Um, there's a lot of people, and I mentioned all-stars that would sign up for 30 and 100. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in the game that would sign up for his year. Mm-hmm. Um, to start the year and say, would you take that? And they would say, absolutely, I'll take that. Um, look, the the whole idea of, you know, when, okay, give him a day off. Um, I sat there and I watched my brother mm-hmm. uh, up close and personal for six and a half years. I played alongside Cal or on the same team with Cal. And certainly when you play four billion games in a row, you're going to have your times where you struggle and the whole off day thing never entered my brother's mind simply because he didn't think he could fix anything from sitting on the bench. And here was a guy that tinkered, you know, as much as any human that ever played the game. Um, and he wanted to try to jumpstart something in his system, but there was no way in the world he thought he was going to fix something. Uh, by taking a day off and sitting on the bench. The only way to fix it and and to grind through it is to go up there and face, you know, guys every single day, and that's what he did. So I've never been a fan of that idea of just saying, okay, it's a mental day, Mm -hmm. because sometimes the mental day, uh, there's too many people sitting next to you during a mental day when you get a day off that's going to drill you more and more and more and make you think more and more and more. And I don't think it turns into a mental day at all. It might turn into like a mental day where it makes you more mental, but <laughs> I don't think it necessarily helps you uh, during the cause. So I, I do think in the sport world that you just chalk certain things up to saying, you know what, this is the way it's going, but there's still so much there. And at any given time, there's going to be a four for four with two bombs that can bounce out of this dude because we've just seen it too many times not to think it couldn't happen. Now, you've been around a lot of superstars. You're around them in your job there. You're around it with your brother. You mentioned tinkering. I, I wonder, Vladdy had that unbelievable season in 21, and he sort of spoiled himself, I think, when it comes to being stubborn, you know, with all the moving parts. You know, the hand, the foot goes one way, the hands are going another way. You got to time that up. Everything's got to be in unison. Like, 
to be able to, you know, be direct and be constant with that one thing. You know how it is. Like, you got to have that same swing a lot of the times and when you don't. I just wonder with superstars, because I wasn't one. I'd try, I'd have tried anything. Because like, I wanted to be a big leaguer. I got tired of riding buses. So, if I need to stand on my head, I would have stood on my head. But I just wonder. It's frustrating so much when I watch Vladdy sort of do the same thing. And, I don't know, he's been late on fastballs a couple of years now. They throw really hard in baseball. Like they've throw, they throw harder than they've ever thrown. I wonder when it's just that aha moment where, okay, maybe I need to shorten things. The superstars you've been around, is there a moment like where, you know, you had a couple of, you had an r- unbelievable year, but the last next couple of years are, mm. is there a moment where, you know, they just go home and go enough. I need to change this. Well, I, I don't think you, as much of changing as has been, conversated about in in today's game like oh he worked really hard in the offseason changed his swing i don't know if that's actually doable because i think these guys that are the guys in the game like the superstars they've been swinging a bat like that since they've been eight years old yeah um i think their natural swing is certainly there and i think it's a very hard thing for anybody to change you know to a degree like I said, with my brother, I watched him win an MVP in 1983, and he had a straight-up stance. Uh, I mean, his feet close together, uh, his hands in a certain spot. 1991, he won an MVP, nine years later, and he was crouched. And he, he was doing things, but if you marry him up at hitting a home run in 1983 – and marry him up at hitting a home run in 1991, let's just pick out left center field because that's what he did a lot, the swing is pretty much identical. And the, the contact point was identical. So the starting point and what you want to do prior to everything that happens before contact is the tweak. Um, but the swing, I think it's the gift that God gave him and these guys have had it since they were eight years old. And for anybody to think they can change a swing, I'm just not on board with that. Uh, but there is some things that you can tweak when you're talking about deliveries. Sometimes my brother would get so frustrated with something, and he would just say, you know what, I'm going to spread out. And he would almost go bake McBride <laughs> uh, for the people that can remember that stance. I'm not going to budge. I'm just going to hunker down and I'm going to get after it, almost like taking a two-strike approach at an OO count. Um, so for whatever reason, now the beauty of my bro and the beauty of Vlad and uh, the superstars in the game, you can do certain things like that because if you do go over four, you're still playing the next day. That's it. Yeah. Um, I go over four trying to tweak something. Mm. Um, I'm sitting on the bench for two more weeks until somebody twisted an ankle. Me too. So the, the fun part of the game is watching these guys kind of go through some different things, but the God-given swing that these guys have, they've had since they've had it. They were eight. Bill, we in the last couple of days have had a chance to see Corey Seager, oh. uh, uh, you know, up close and personal. Now, he's a guy, obviously, you follow baseball, you know what a good player he is. But Kevin and I were talking about this in the first uh, the, the first hour. Um, 
like I, it, it, watching his at bats right now, I, I almost feel guilty. It's almost as if I should have been paying more attention to this to this dude. And one of the things Barker's pointed out. He swings at the first pitch an inordinate amount of time. Half the time. Half the time he yeah. swings at the first pitch. Couple of things. How can he do that and be so successful? And where do you think Corey Seager ranks in terms of best hitters in the game? Ooh. He's up there. Look, um, I, I spent a little bit of time just talking about my brother, mm-hmm. and I'm a little partial to some six foot four donkey playing shortstop. Mm-hmm. And it's Corey Seager seems to fit that bill. What I love about Corey Seager is his his approach and and the way he hits baseballs, and the fact that he can go up there and look. As you said, first pitch swinging. It's not first pitch fastball. He's not that. Um, he is a first pitch guy. If it comes in the zone, he's ready to hit. Mm-hmm. And I've done a number of different breakdowns on him up the network. And I go back to one of his three homer days, I don't know, four or five years ago. And the beauty of him is the speed of the pitch. The type of the pitch, the count is all relative um, with him. But I do believe his whole approach is up the middle, up the middle, up the middle. And he had a three-homer day where he hit one to left center, he hit one to right center, he hit one to dead right. And you, you, you look at the swings, you trifecta the screen that I did on the breakdown, the only difference in his swing is the actual speed of the pitch and the type of the pitch. Hmm. And there were three different pitches that he hit. And, yes, he's a pull hitter because he has God's given gift as well, that that's just how his swing generates. But if he's actually thinking about hitting the ball off the pitcher's forehead and he's thinking about, okay, the speed's coming in at 92, if the speed happens to be 94, it goes to left center. Right. Just because his approach is sound and he's on the baseball. So I, I love watching him. I, I marvel at the fact that you can go up there and first pitch hit anything and do damage on it. I was a first pitch fastball hitter. Mm-hmm. If you threw a first pitch fastball down and away at me and executed your spot, I was a 6-3 out. Mm-hmm. And I ran back to the dugout. If you gave me a chance and you elevated a little bit and hit more middle of the plate, I'm good. I, I could do something with it, maybe. But Corey Seager, you throw him a first-pitch hook and it's coming in the middle part of the plate, he's going to hook it to right center or right field. Um, if you throw him a fastball middle away, he's got a chance to shoot you to left center field. It, it just it, He's a marvel to me. And I think when you watch him hit, you should be impressed. Mm-hmm. The only drawback is going to be on him when you think about Corey Seager is the fact that he's missed as many games as he has over time. But there's no disputing when he's on the baseball field. I, I take him on, uh, almost over everybody else that plays the shortstop position um, on a daily basis because you know what he's going to bring to the table. Yeah, he's a remote stopper. Okay, l- let me ask. I, I think, I don't know about you, I'm not going to speak for you, but for me, Atlanta's the best team in baseball. They basically clinched this thing. Now, they're trying to get the best record in baseball, obviously, and they want to do whatever they want to do down the stretch. Well, what's the biggest hurdle here? When, when 
you're basically the best. Everything's rolling the way you want it to roll. How do you keep it rolling when you're not really? Now, they are playing for a little something, but it ain't a lot. How do, how do you think they handled this down the stretch? You know what? I, I thought they were one of the best teams in baseball last year, and they ran into Philadelphia during the postseason. Yeah. So hurdle number one, they might have to look at their rival right there. Look, they are so good, Oof. and they are so deep. Um, we we watch what Acuna Jr. is doing. Um, look what Olsen's done quietly mm-hmm. because he doesn't run his draft. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, hey, look at me coming in and replacing Freddie Freeman um, and doing his thing. Riley over there uh, at third base, I think a couple years back, was probably higher in the MVP voting than people gave him credit for, too. They go out there, they post every single day as a unit, and it's almost like they demand – they demand that from each other, like the players. And, And I'm not saying that that's what they do. But there's this precedent that's set that these guys go out there and post every single day. So what's everybody else going to do that wants to be a part of that? Post every single day. They got good players. Their hurdle to me seems to be the Philadelphia Phillies. Mm -hmm. And I would assume if a playoff series, you know, matches up, Strider's going to go out there and throw game one. The hurdle would be, does the team get to get the edge on him? and beat him in game one. And that's the hurdle. But I don't think there's any question right now when you look at the landscape of baseball, you look at the teams in baseball, Atlanta's got to be everybody's number one as far as the the so-called power rankings go. They're just so good. They're so deep. They know how to play. They don't panic. They just go win baseball games. So they're a lot of fun to watch. I'm a big fan of the Braves and watching them play. But the hurdle to me in their own division, it's the Philadelphia Phillies. Cause sometimes you can't put your finger on it. Yeah. Like why would this team give them fits? Um, but they can and they might. Yep. Bill, really good of you to join us today. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah. You're the best man. Thank you. All right, boys. Appreciate you. See Take you. care. That's Bill Ripken. Uh, God, I love having him. Oh, it's tremendous. Uh, him and you talk forever hitting just kind of sit back I, I, i'm i'm in- by the way just want to say that bill ripkin was on talking about the braves you see what happened austin riley hit his 35th home <laughs> run to give him a two nothing lead in the first inning swear crazy. to god it was just as he was talking about austin riley yeah, yeah it's crazy i i i just i think it's funny about the adjustments that great hitters don't make if i were vladdy i couldn't wait to the offseason to shorten things up Listening to Bill talk, he's probably not going to do that. He thinks he's a great hitter. He's had success doing it at the highest level. He's been doing that since he was a baby. Yeah. How can you just go home and and abandon that? It's funny to listen to that. Like, it's because I'm on the fence. I know what I'd do if I were him, but I'm not him. Hmm. Yeah, it is – it is interesting. By the way, the uh, Seattle Mariners have beaten the LA Angels 3-2. Ooh. That game has gone final. So the uh, game tonight between the Jays Huge. and Texas uh, assumes even more importance. So that's good. You know, I'm going to watch Corey Seager's at-bats tonight differently now after talking to Bill. Yeah. That is, that, that's pretty cool. When you th- What would that say to you about a, a dude hitting... 
three home runs in a game, three different parts of the park on three different pitches. Like that's, I mean, that's, that's what great hitters do. Not good hitters. They hit it where it's pitched. It's the way I hit it the other way. If it's, down the middle, I can do whatever I want to do. Stood, that I'm you late. stood at the plate. Yeah, yeah. What, it's, it's, what it's would go through? I, how would you process I, that as a hitter? Now with the consistent velocities there is, and there's no fastball counts. Maybe that's why that's why he swings 0-0. There is no fastball counts. I'm looking for a pitch because I'm athletically ready. I, I, can I can like that? I think it's as simple as that. Hmm. I'm ready. I can. I'm looking for a strike from the gate. I think that's a pretty good approach. Like I most, I would think have some issues trying to do that because a lot don't like the breaking ball. A lot have some trouble with the elevated fastball. Some have the trouble with velocity. You know, you can do one of the three. Right. Probably can't do three can't of the three, three like the three. he can. Yeah. And use the entire field. You know, he's a unicorn when it comes to that kind of thing. Right. He can get lefties, which is a. That's just what I said. The key right here is, do you let. You say face him three times. Like if the game's if the game's on the line, mm. who's getting it? I'm letting because uh, like, you know they'll be yelling, screaming about John after the game if something happens there. So that's going to be an an intriguing thing to watch too. Yeah, no, I'm letting you say go as long as he possibly can. We'll see. I'm letting him go as long as he possibly can. Uh, Kevin and myself will be doing. Uh, Kevin and me will be doing Blue Jays talk following the game tonight. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow from 5 to 7 Eastern on Sportsnet 590, the fan of Sportsnet. Thanks so much for joining us. We will pass you over now on the radio side to Ben Wagner and uh, on the TV side, Dan Schulman and Buck. 707 first pitch, Jason Ranger. Enjoy the baseball.